Genesis, and uh, I'm going to start out in Genesis 3, chapter 14. Now, <clears throat> I've been talking to y'all about Abraham, and now I want to go back further than Abraham, back to the beginning. And if you don't <clears throat> understand the beginning, you ain't going to understand what Abraham's life represented and it's what our life should represent today. Not only a life of faith, but a life of righteousness. And uh, that we're to live the best that we're capable of doing with the help of the Lord. That's all any man can do. Is uh, be able to do what he can do with the help of the Lord. For none of us can live good enough to get to heaven. But we have to make a choice in our life. Who are we going to serve? Amen. Right. We can either serve the world or we can serve the Lord. Amen. So <clears throat> let's go back to Genesis in chapter 14. Marty, go ahead and ask God's blessing on the word. Amen. It said, And the Lord God <clears throat> said unto the serpent. We all know who the serpent was. He was the devil. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. And upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. So, Satan come on the scene after God had created Adam and Eve, put them in the garden, and he blessed them. Amen. They were under the blessings of God. And God said, look, I'm giving you everything you ever need. I got you here to tend it, to take care of it, to look after it. And I'm going to be with you every day. I'm going to walk with you every day. But there's a tree in this garden that I'm telling you, do not take of it. Do not eat of that tree because it's a tree of knowledge. And uh, a tree of knowledge is, to, and you take of that, you're going to know the difference between good and evil. And so, uh, <clears throat> so God forbid them to eat of that tree because God knew what would happen to them. He said, if you eat of that tree, that day you shall surely die. Well, we all know what happened. They eat of the tree because they were beguiled by Satan. <clears throat> you got to realize that Satan is the great deceiver and he's the father of a lie. Amen? It proved it right here in, in the Garden of Eden that he's the father of all lies. Now he said, uh, he told the devil, Satan, that old serpent, you're going to eat dust all the days of your life and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Now Satan has a seed out there today, amen? We were born with his seed in us. We were born with his seed in us because we were born into sin. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they went against the commandment of God, and it was only one commandment God told them to do there, and if you don't, Stay faithful to that. You're going to die. Now, they never fell over in the garden 
dead, far as we call dead, as somebody, you having a heart attack or die or, or something like that, that never happened to them. They died spiritually because they had a spiritual walk with God. God walked with them each and every day. He come and walked with them every day in the garden. He, he had fellowship with them there in the garden. And he loved them and he created them for, for, to, to bless him, amen? To be a part of his family. But Satan rebelled and he rose up against God and God cast him out of heaven. And so he decided he'd just come down here and just try to destroy what God had created, amen? And he's been trying to do that ever since, but God made a way, amen? He said, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and her seed. Amen? Separation. And uh, you're not going to be able to walk together. Amen? You're not going to be able to do these things together because you've got to make a choice. And Adam and Eve made their choice and they made the wrong choice. But on the count of that choice they made, in order to fix that, in order for God to fix that, he had to send Jesus. And he come and took upon him the same old sinful flesh to correct what Satan had done there in the garden. Now, Adam, the first man of God, and Jesus was the second Adam. The Bible teaches us that. He come and done what the first Adam couldn't do. And so, there they was, and God put enmity between her seed, and the devil's seed. And so ever since then, there had to be made, made a choice. Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to serve? And so we're going to get into this thing pretty deep today. And he said unto the woman, he said, Because you have done this, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So this is what happened to the woman. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. So God says, Adam, because of what you have done, you're going to, in sorrow, you're going to have to labor, you're going to have to work, you're going to have to do all these things, all the things that you already had that I supplied for you, for thee, now you're going to have to do it on your own, amen? Because you chose the way of sin rather than the way of righteousness. Amen? So God established righteousness in the beginning. And it's that righteousness is going to what leads you up until Jesus Christ, to the seed that was planted through Mary. And it's the righteousness of living back then, and it still includes now, if you you'll remain with the Lord... And, and doing, you know, His righteousness, let His righteousness be shown in you and I, if we will remain in Him and do that which He hath called us to do, then 
everything would be just fine. Because it said over here, after they had done these things, uh, it said that Adam knew his wife in chapter 4, and he knew Eve, his wife, in other words, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Amen? So she had a son, Harry and Adam. And she again bare his brother, Abel. So now she has two sons. Amen? And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Why? Because, hey, they had to work now. They had it made. They had it made, but now they're going to have to work for everything they get because they never trusted in God. And, and that's where it comes down to you today. Are you going to keep on living the way you're going to live in this walk of life without trusting in God? Because if you do, your life is going to be filled with heartache and with sorrow. It'll be filled with heartache and sorrow. And so he said she, they had buried two sons, Cain and Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the process of time, after time, I don't know, it don't say how long. Might have been a few years, might have been a lot of years. But in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel. Now, listen to this real close. He respected Abel's offering. And to his offering he had respect, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. So here's what the Lord said to Cain. He said, Why art thou, thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? Oh, he's angry, he's mad, he was outspoken. If thou doest well, now listen, what it said, If thou doest well, Shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin life at the door. Now listen. Here it is. Two brothers. God accepted one of them's offering, but he didn't accept the other. He didn't accept Cain's offering because Cain was living a rebellious life. He was living a sinful life and when he got ready to bring his offering to God it wasn't acceptable. A lot of people say well we don't know why God didn't uh, uh, accept his offering. Yes we do. Because his offering is not acceptable to God. You got to live in a way that pleases the Lord before he can receive an offering from you. You got to live in his righteousness and take upon him his righteousness, because if you don't, here's what God told uh, Cain, sin, life at the door. 
sin life at the door. Now, when I went outside this morning, I stepped out into a world of sin. Amen? And you did too. And sin lies at your door. You could have, there's a lot of people got out, or some of them still in the bed, or whatever, but a lot of them went out and went back to the hell holes of the world. But some got up and chose to come to church rather than the laying in the bed or going out into the hell holes of the world or doing what they wanted to do today. Sin is lying at the door for each and every one of us today. And if you're not walking with God and in His righteousness, sin is lying at the door. And sin will overtake you unless you have the power that God has given you that you can overcome sin and the only way you can overcome sin is through Jesus Christ who lived and died for you because sin lies at the door for each and every one of us every day when we get up and some of us have brought it into our homes and it's laying with us in our home it's always with us in our life and that's what had happened with Cain. Then he rose up and slew his brother. What do you think about it? Sin. A sinful life will lead you to destruction. I don't care who you are. The Bible says sin lies at the door. It lies at my door. It lies at your door. But what are you doing about it? Brother, you better not be found under that sin when Jesus comes. you got to walk a sinless life, and you can't do that except through Christ. Does that mean I'm perfect, preacher? No, no man can be perfect. So when, you, when you're walking in God's righteousness, you're not bound by sin. If you love God, Terry was talking about this morning, from your heart, he's telling us how God loved us from his heart. He looked beyond our sin and he looked at our soul. Did you know there's only one thing that's important today in this world and it's your soul. There ain't nothing else in this world that means a hill of beans uh, 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 to anything else but your soul. Your soul is the most prized possession that you have among you. And, and so many people have given up their right to live, uh, uh, praise God, their right to live, uh, and to go on, uh, uh, brother, and continue on forever uh, in the righteousness of God, uh, but they cause chose, uh, uh, chose sin for a season, uh, and it brought them to destruction, uh, and the Bible said they're crying out uh, from the pits of hell today because they haven't put upon them the righteousness of God. Uh, you've got to make a choice. And you got to stay with God. Adam and Eve hid themselves from God. A brother, when he come looking for him, he said, Where art thou, Adam? He said, Well, I was naked and I hid myself over here. He said, How do you know you was naked? Have you eaten that tree that I commanded you not to eat of? A brother, that's when the downfall come. It's when we don't listen to God. And that's what brings heart and sorrow in our lives. Amen. 
And so here it is. Seeing life out the door. And brother, I got to know how I can live a life without sin taking me down. Bible says I got to have oil in my lamp. Amen. You got to have oil in your lamp. You got to come clean with God. He told Cain. He said if you do well, won't 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 it be accepted? Your brothers was accepted. Yours, but yours wasn't accepted because you ain't been doing what you should have been doing. Amen? Now, what can I do about that, preacher? Come clean with God and, re- and if you'll return unto Him, He said He'll return unto you. And don't go back to that sin no more once it's gone. Because if you do, you're going to be seven times worse than you was in the beginning. The Bible says. So, sin lies at the door. And so if it lies at the door, when you're driving down the road, you're tempted by all kinds of things. When you pass somebody in a new vehicle, say, man, I'd love to have one of them. Or you go out to the lake, somebody comes pulling up with a big nice boat and it's got all these new electronics on it that will help them catch fish and everything. You say, man, I'd love to have that. And people get that desire in their heart, desire in their heart. And then they go and they buy these things that they're not able to pay for because their heart has led them astray. Their eyes have led them astray. It's led them down a road, a path that God didn't want them to be in. And brother, we've all been there. And that's why we hurt so much as we hurt today because we've been deceived by the world thinking that if we have that, that's what's going to make me happy. That, that's what uh, is going to bring me the peace and the joy of my life that I've been looking for. But praise God, it'll never happen. Uh, the Bible said you could gain the whole world and lose your soul. It's better that you'd never been born if you lost your soul because that's the most important thing that you have is your soul and you need to protect it. You need to make sure it's protected. And if we live like Cain, we don't stand a chance of getting to heaven. We don't stand a chance of God hearing our prayers. You can come and and you can give all you want to give and you can do all the righteous things you want to do, but when it comes judgment day, you'll be cast into the lake of fire because you tried to buy your way in or you've tried to work your way into heaven. You can't work your way into heaven. And you can't get good enough. And I can't live perfect in this life. I admit it right now. And neither could these other men. That's why Jesus had to come. But what moved these men, so when Jesus went back into the tomb, and many rose with him when he rose from the grave. It was those that was walking in the righteousness of God. Those that believed God like Abraham, and it was counted unto them for righteousness, and God was pleased in the way that they was living. So God brought up a seed 
and he told the devil that he would and he said look he said your seed it might bruise my people and it might bruise my son but the seed that's coming up will bruise your head and brother bring death to you and to your families and you shall never be no more because I'm going to squash your head and I'm going to do it through Jesus Christ God's given him all the power all the all the truth the word Jesus become the word and the word was Jesus and he come and dwelt among us in the flesh and brother he brought the word here in the flesh he lived it he died and he rose again on the third day and that's why I'm go to heaven not because of the good works that I have done or are trying to do today I can do nothing without Christ who strengthens me uh, so sin lies at the door now what am I going to do Bible says everywhere Satan has laid a trap for you God said I always laid a way of an escape amen you know Adam tried to blame Eve <clears throat> Abel, uh, Cain tried to blame Abel but what did he get him? Didn't get him a thing. It was their sin. It was their sin that caused the hurt to come upon them. It's because they thought that they could live a life without serving God and it would be good enough when they stood before God and it won't be. I don't care how much you try to sacrifice for God. If you're not honest and truthful with God and trying to live a righteous life in the Lord, even though you fell at times, you go back, you tell Him you're sorry, and you try not to do it again, but praise God, He's faithful and just to forgive you if you come with a with a open and honest heart to God he'll have mercy on your fault so he ain't like the devil he didn't come to destroy you like the devil did Jesus come to give you a life and a more abundant life amen now let's go to chapter 7 in the book of Genesis <clears throat> And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he was trying to live a righteous life for God. And the Lord says, you got to walk, not in self-righteousness, but in His righteousness. Amen? Hey, so many people filled with self-righteousness today, they think they can get by with anything and go on and, and go to God and be in heaven. That's a lie that the devil has told him and got them uh, uh, made to think and they're being deceived by the devil thinking they can go out here and live any ungodly way they want to live and get to heaven. If you're alive, 
doesn't line up with the righteousness of God, then you're not going to get there. Well, preacher, how can I do it? You do it through the Lord. You live for the Lord. You put Him first in your life. First seek you the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. That's why these old prophets were saved. That's why Noah was saved and his family is because of the righteous life that he was living before God and it's time for us to put sin, uh, a brother uh, on the uh, back burner uh, and let it burn up uh, and be gone uh, and go on for the glory of God. <clears throat> sin lies at the door. It was the righteousness of the door. Bible said that, that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, Noah was a sinful man like all of us was. He was born into this world in need of a Savior. And that ark become Noah's Savior. Amen. It saved him from destruction. Uh, it ain't the ark that's saving me today. It's Jesus Christ. I've been born again. Now I'm on His ark, praise God. And I don't have to worry about drowning. Uh, I don't have to worry about burning up uh, or being destroyed. Uh, I'm right there with Him. Uh, I'm sailing with Him, and everything will be okay. Amen? Amen. Praise His holy name. So we see how God said, He said, he, and He told Him what to do, and He said, Take to thee by sevens, male and female, them that are clean, and them that's not clean, take by two. Amen? So God had some mercy, amen, upon the not clean. But I'm here to tell you today, we got to clean up our act, amen? we got to walk with God from this day forward in every day in our life. Brother, the first thing I do, my, listen, God woke me up last night. I don't know what time it was, somewhere probably between 2 and 3 o'clock. I laid there for two hours. God spoke to me for two hours about this message last night. And He kept going over it and over it and over it again. And my ears... In my heart, not my ears, but in my heart, he was talking to me in my heart. He was drawing me closer to him as I lay there. And when I woke up, he done told me, he said, you're not going back to sleep. He said, you're going to meditate on my word. You're going to concentrate on what I have for to give you that you can give it to the church when you get there this morning because <clears throat> they need it just as bad as you need it and I needed it too, praise God. Amen. I need to be reminded that these men tried their best. That's all God asks any of us to do is just to try to live for Him and to walk in His righteousness and for His name sake and if we do all other things shall be added unto him. It ain't that I'm righteous or it's my righteousness but his righteousness lives in me and it wants to live in you praise God. The righteousness of God. And you know what? That's where my strength comes from. When you go out from this church today Go back out in them doors. You're going back out into a mighty sinful world. And uh, the devil's going to be out there tempting you any way he can. It might be over through your food or through something else or try to cause you to eat more than what you should. It would bring harm to you. 
I mean, he's, he's tempting you in everything. You see, all the devil wants is to destroy your life. That's all he wanted to do with Adam and Eve. He said, now I've got God. Now I've got him. I've destroyed God's plan. No, <laughs> he just slowed it down a little bit because he becomes sin. But God allowed him to become sin for a reason. And that's in order that we all could be saved, that all that call upon him could be saved. If Adam and Eve had never sinned and listened to that devil, we would be there in the Garden of Eden today with them. But because they sinned, they brought sin upon each and every one of us. And the Bible said we must be born again in order to get into the kingdom of God. Amen. So I take him at his word. I can't live righteous enough to get to heaven, but I can walk in his righteousness. Amen. Uh, come here, young lady. Come here. Yeah. You and you. Daniel, come here. You two girls, come here. Y'all come up here. Y'all just get comfortable right there on the altar. Just sit down. Get comfortable. Let me have these two ladies going to join the church here in a little bit. Come up here. Y'all come up here. Sam, you come with them. You can come too if you want to, honey. Now listen. Here's, here's the plan that God had for my life. From the youngest to the oldest, I stand before you today. I love each and every one of you from the depths of my heart. I never want you to ever think that your pastor doesn't love you. God put a love in my heart for you. And I brought you up here today, especially y'all, to show you how much I care about you because of the righteousness of him that lives in me. Kendall ain't nothing that I've done. It's all he done. I've done things that's failed you. I've failed you. I know I have because I'm human. And I've asked you all to forgive me. And you forgive me. I know you have because you love me. You love me too. Do you love me too? Yeah. Amen. So, I ain't as young as I used to be, but I humble myself before you today. And if I can ever do anything to help you, I want you to know that you can come to me and depend on the one that lives inside of me. And, uh, and you're my granddaughter. And you're very special to me because you're not only my sister in Christ, but you're of my own blood. And so are you. You are my own blood. But now we're all under the blood of Jesus. So that makes us all family, right? 
even though we wouldn't, don't have the same mom and same daddy here on earth, but we have the same daddy in heaven because I know every one of you hopefully has been born again. You've accepted Christ your Savior. Now here comes this. And you know, I could ask either one of y'all or all of you right now to pray for me. And I know you would. And, and, and sometimes I do. I ask you to pray for me, Sam, because I need your prayers. I asked the guys in the prayer room today to pray for me because I needed the, the prayers to bring this message out. See, and I want to tell you today that all of y'all are special to God. And He loves you. And He died for you. So as you begin to grow up in the Lord, when the Lord takes me home, He's gonna He's preparing other men and women to help take care of you. And when you come and join this church, it just my heart just explodes with thankfulness and gratitude that you've chose this to be part of your family. And so you're special. And I want you to know you're special. And uh, do you feel a little bit better maybe about me because I took this time to share this? Yeah? Well, that's what my life should reflect. His life. See, that's all I'm trying to do is let his life reflect through me unto you. The Lord told me last night to do this before we ever got here today. But uh, we all need one another's prayers. We all need one another's love. And we, we share things. When we hurt, when you hurt, I cry with you. When you rejoice, I rejoice with you. You see, that's what God is. God is good. And we got to let his goodness come out of us. Y'all can go back now if you'd like. Or you can stay up here with me either one. Don't make no difference. But God is good. And he cares about us. And I'm supposed to be a reflection of him. He takes care of me. He feeds me. Sometimes I go through valleys, and, and you do too. And when you're in a valley, sometimes we want to maybe doubt a little bit, wonder why ain't God answered my prayer. Well, he has, but he'll let it be known to you when he wants it known. Because when you pray to God and believe in him and trust in him, it's already done. He says it is. Amen? It's already done. You know, uh, Caleb asked Jess about something, praying about something, and I don't know what it was. I can't remember. But Jess said, hey, that's done took care of. We, that was took care of before that baby was born into this world. Amen? We come to agreement on that. So that's the way you receive a prayer. You claim it before it ever happens. Amen? And so, if we will live a righteous, a righteous life, we'll be protected like 
Adam and Eve was in the garden. Even though they were kicked out, but Jesus has brought us back. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That, give me my glass, Scotty. That where I am, you may be also. And so God is all loving. He's all righteousness. And he's all good. Now we talked about Abraham. But righteousness had to be established in the beginning, and God done that through Seth. Amen? She had another son, and his name was Seth. And, well, let me go back and read it. Uh... Here somewhere. Please God have found it. Do what? Chapter five, yeah. <clears throat> what verse? Okay, in this book of the generation of Adam in the day that God created man in likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when he created. And Adam lived a hundred and uh, thirty years and begot a son and his old own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And so it was after that Seth come that that man began to call upon God for his righteousness. They wanted to live for God. Amen. And then when we go over to chapter uh, uh, 12, where we're talking about Abraham of Genesis. And so God brought up another seed through Adam and Eve because the devil destroyed the first righteous seed that was brought up, which was Abel. And so after Satan destroyed him, he thought, he said, well, now I've got it in the bag. But he don't. See, the devil will always think he's doing something that he's going to get by with, but he don't. Because you know what? You can never get by with your sins. God will always bring something in that causes you to be accountable for your sin. The only way you can get by with sin is to get it took care of with God. Is get it took care of of God. And uh, something that says up here in the top of my Bible, the disciples, God's swift judgment, despite God's swift judgment of sin, most people are ignorant of him and continue to sin, but a handful of people really tried to follow God. Amen? They tried. I'm trying I'm a trying with his help. I have his help to help me uh, to follow him. One of these was Abraham. God appeared unto Abraham one day and promised to make his descendants into a great nation. Amen. Amen. So we will begin to read about Abraham, how the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house 
unto a land that I will show thee. Now look, he never said stop loving your mama or your daddy or your kindred. He never said stop loving them, nothing else. But he said, look, Abraham, I've got plans for your life. And you've got to move on with your life in order for me to bless you. Amen? If you continue here, this, is, this place is a sinful place. And he said, I want to get you out of this sinful place to where you can grow in my righteousness. Amen? That's why God is willing to take us out of a sinful world that we can grow in the righteousness of God and we can be born again through that seed that was promised there in the very beginning and brother is a mediator between man and God and that mediator was Jesus Christ. And so we, we, we realize that when Abraham, Abraham wasn't the only one that was seeking the Lord. There were several that were seeking the Lord. But one day God chose Abram, which later changed his name to Abraham, out of them that has been born and raised after the flood came. We know that what happened uh, when the flood came and all everybody on earth was destroyed except for Noah and his family. And Noah was the one that was seeking God. He was the only one. He was the only one that was seeking God in his day. And the world had turned against God. Nobody was, was looking for the Lord. Nobody wanted to do right. Everybody was doing wrong. Everybody was living in their sin. And God was sick of sin. And, and he was tired of it. And he's getting sick of it again. And he's tired of it. And he said, I'm going to destroy the world uh, uh, by water. Uh, and he did, praise God. Uh, and then he started it back out uh, uh, with Noah. And then he says in the end, uh, he said, I'm going to bring swift to destruction. Uh, this world's going to burn. Amen. Uh, it's going to burn up, uh, but you don't have to burn with it, praise God. Uh, for I'll save you uh, from that hour that'll come upon the whole world. Uh, we have that promise of God uh, that we can be saved uh, from the destruction that's coming to mankind. Uh, praise God. Uh, just seek God and His righteousness uh, and all other things uh, shall be added unto you. Does it make sense? Makes all the sense in the world to me. Because God never give up on us. And we should never give up on Him. God never give up on you, Michael. He never give up on me. Now we owe Him a lot, don't we? And we should never give up on Him. That's what living for the Lord does. It brings, it builds our faith. So when, Abra, when God chose Abraham, he had already been walking with him to the point that he had great faith in God. Amen? And when God told him something, the closer you get to God, the more you walk with God, the more you, he's going to build your faith in him. And when he t spoke to Abraham, uh, and when he speaks to you uh, and tells you to do this uh, or to do that, uh, uh, then you'll be faithful to do it uh, because you have trusted in him. Uh, and brother, uh, you will receive uh, the blessings of God. Uh, that's what faith causes 
you to have is the blessings of God upon your life. When you walk in that faith that Abraham did, through that come all the blessings of God. Now God never told Abraham it would be easy. Brother, it don't ain't easy on account of what happened there in the garden with man. But praise God, the Lord said, I'll be with you if you'll just listen to me. That's what he told Abraham. And if you'll be obedient, God told Abraham one time to take his son Isaac, whom he loved, up and lay him on the altar and sacrifice him for his honor and for his glory. And Abraham never doubted God. Not one time took his son, built an altar, laid him on an altar, come back with a knife and was getting ready to pierce his stomach or chest with it. And praise God, the Lord said, stop. When God tells you to stop, stop. Amen. He obeyed God. He offered him, and he was ready to sacrifice him. Why could he be so willing to sacrifice his son? Now you think about it. He knew his God. That's why he knew his God. He said, I won't put more on you than that which you're able to bear. He wouldn't put more on Abraham than that which he was able to bear, or he wouldn't have never had Abraham to bear it. Amen? And so, here he was. And sometimes God's asked us to do something and we don't want to do it because we're afraid we might hurt somebody's feelings or, or do this or do that or something might happen on account of it. Uh, brother, one day they're going to come in here uh, if I'm still here, uh, uh, brother, and threaten uh, for all the men of God that stand up uh, and preach in the name of Jesus. Uh, well, am I going to stop preaching? Uh, or brother, am I going to bow to them? Uh, I've been taught that I bow before nobody but God himself the Lord God is the one that sent his son he lived and died for me he gave me a purpose of living I cannot be killed Abraham knew if he had went on and his son had died that the same God that had his life to be taken was able to bring it up again praise God that's why when your loved ones, if the devil has killed your loved ones, brother, if they are born again, if they was trusting in God, and they were walking with God and had a relationship with God, they're not dead. Praise God, you may not see them here no more, but you know they still live in your heart, and they're just as live as they've ever been, and you know their life, and know what their life represented and stood for. I've got people in my family that has lived. Brother, this is the difference between the world of righteousness and the godly. Amen? The world of righteousness uh, thinks that, well, uh, being I don't drink or smoke or curse or go out here and commit adultery, uh, I can be saved. Uh, well, there's a blessing behind that. Uh, uh, God said that He would bless you with a long life, uh, uh, brother, uh, uh, if you would live uh, a righteous kind of life. Uh, I've got family. Uh, uh, brother, they haven't went out here uh, and done near the things uh, uh, that I have done, uh, but God has 
had mercy on me and saved me. Uh, they're still living, uh, and brother, a whole lot older than I am, uh, but they think uh, because of their righteous living, uh, here on earth going to get them to heaven, uh, but it's not going to get them to heaven. Uh, it ain't going to get you to heaven. Uh, it ain't going to get me to heaven. Uh, we must be born again. Uh, so you can live a, a righteous life without God, uh, but never uh, in the way that God intended for you to live it. Uh, you live it with Him. Uh, uh, not by yourself. Uh, you live it with Him. Uh, but their righteousness uh, can never deliver them uh, because it takes the righteousness of God uh, to deliver us from our sin. Amen? That'll preach on it. So we live under the righteousness of God. And so that means I can't work my way in, Johnny. I can't get good enough to get there. I haven't been good enough to get there. Now, when I got saved, back when I was younger, 2021, 20, when I got saved and gave my heart to Jesus, ain't one thing that I've done from then to now that's going to get me into heaven. Except, accepting him. That's the only thing. And brother, I've continued with him. I haven't turned back. I've kept going. Some have turned back, but he says, look, return unto me and I'll return unto you. Amen. Return unto me. And that's what God is asking people to do today. That maybe it's not living and their life ain't lining up with the Lord. He said, if you'll just return unto me, I'll return unto you. I don't care who you are. He said, I loved you. He said, I've had mercy, uh, has been on mankind from the very beginning, God's mercy has. But it wasn't never shown the way it was truly meant to be shown until God sent his mercy and the sinful flesh to defeat sin in sin and by that mercy and grace that he come and lived and died among us is why we can be saved uh, and be able to walk in the righteousness of God today. Uh, even our forefathers, uh, even Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, even Noah and all the others uh, that was trying to live for God, uh, they still couldn't save themselves. Uh, it took Christ uh, to atone for their sin uh, in order for them to be saved uh, and because they believed God uh, and believed what God had said uh, and what he had told to the devil uh, they took it to heart uh, and they were looking to the cross uh, and now we're looking back uh, from the cross uh, but we're still looking to it uh, because that's where salvation comes from uh, and you just can't do good enough to get to heaven uh, you must uh, be born again praise God must be born again. I ain't through with Abraham. I got another whole book. I thought I might get there today, but I didn't. Got another whole book to preach on him. Now Abraham, he loved God. He had a relationship with God. Noah loved God. He had a relationship with God. Uh, as many that loved God, Enoch, and so many that had a relationship with God. But when sin gets to us, 
to the point that it was when it was uh, in the day of Noah. God said, I'm going to destroy this earth again. He said, because I'm not going to let sin continue on with me in my presence. He said, I'm going to destroy it all and I'm going to cast it all into the lake of fire one day. And I'm going to put it so far away from, from him as east is the west. You can't put a number on that. It's going to be gone. Forgotten of God. But listen, the most precious thing you have today is your soul. Make sure you take care of your soul. Make sure that you've been washed in the blood. That your soul can be saved. God didn't save my body. Never promised he would. But he said it's going to be sown in corruption one day. But Michael, when your daddy comes out of the ground, it'll be come up incorruptible. Your daddy couldn't get good enough to go to heaven, but he did accept Jesus as his Savior. That's what will get you into heaven. And then you try your best to let your life line up with God's. Amen? You've got to try your best. And you're going to fail along the way. You're going to make mistakes along the way. But God's, he said, I ain't going to kick you out. You're one of mine. I love you. Just return unto me. You know, when a child leaves a home, sometimes they get mad and leave home. Sometimes, I left home one time when I was about uh, 17 years old. I went to Florida. I never told my mama, never told my daddy or nothing. She laid in the bed and cried for me, never knew where I was at or nothing for months and months and months. How awful to treat your mama and treat your daddy. She never knowed who I was or what I was doing. I found her in the bed of crying when I get home, calling my name out to God in prayer. That's probably the only thing that kept me alive while I was gone, Randall. And I felt so ashamed. Shame on me for treating my mama like that. And I don't want to treat nobody like that, the way I treated her and my daddy. Because they had done everything for me. They, they brought me up, they loved me, they fed me, they clothed me, and then I just walked away and left them. But I was like a prodigal son coming home. And my mama got up out of that bed, and she hugged me, and she forgave me, and she never helped me accountable for that, not one time. She didn't bring that up to me no more. Only thing that she was happy about was I was back home and I was doing the right thing that I should be doing. And I was back in, in fellowship with my family again. I believe there's a lot of people that's got out of fellowship with God and God's wanting to bring you back into the fold today that you can have fellowship with Him. As she sings, let's all stand. Trusted in him. 
And I hate to admit that I doubt it, but sometimes I did, Lord, and I'm sorry. I want to tell him that today. I should never doubt the Lord. He loved me. He died for me. And uh, I don't want to do nothing to hurt him, just like I don't want to do nothing to hurt you or these that come up here that I've talked with today. I don't want to do nothing to hurt them. I want to stay humble. I want to keep myself in a way that Jesus, they could see Jesus in my life and in my heart. And the Bible said, this is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. I don't know if you've ever accepted Christ as a Savior, but if you haven't, you can come up here and let me pray with you. And I can't save you, but I can lead you to the Savior. Amen? The Savior is Jesus. He's the one that paid the debt for you. It wasn't me. So we're going to call upon him at this time. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of prayer and what it means to us. I thank you for the message today, Lord. All these messages are meant for me and for all that will take it to their heart. And Lord, I thank you, Father, for the spiritual food you've given me today to help, Father, bring this out a little better for people to understand. It's not our righteousness that will get us to heaven, but we must walk in your righteousness, God in order to please thee. Lord, I want to please thee. I want to do that which will, uh, will make you uh, proud of the walk that I have with you, God, for the things that you've been able to do in my life. It ain't what I have done none of the time. But Lord, you want to walk in me. and You want to let your light shine through me and through all these that's here today and those that's watching our program. But Lord, let no man think that he can live a, a righteous enough life like some that I know today are trying to live. They're not bad people. They ain't going out here and necessarily doing wrong or nothing, but their righteousness will not get them to heaven. How I've warned people down through the years that their righteousness will not get them to heaven. It's only the righteousness of Christ our Lord that we can be forgiven and uh, our sins washed away and put under the blood and never to be brought Father up again. So Father be with us as we leave here today and bless Brother Martin as he stands tonight. May the church stand with him and back him up in prayer and in deep. And Lord bless the services tonight and we thank you for blessing us here today. We love you. We're thankful for everyone that comes. We hold them all up to you in prayer. May your blessings, Lord, be upon them as they leave here today. May they ever have gotten closer to thee. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to open the doors of the church. <laughs>